Hello, my friends. You're listening to Repent and Believe podcast with Cynthia Smalls of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here we talk and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fast and God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. And this is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You, my friend, are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, folks, listen. (laughs) Okay. I got one word for you today. Do not sell out on the word of God. Buy the truth and sell it not. You know evil when you see it. You know what God's word says about evil. And if you compromise the truth, you sell out. You are selling out what you know to be the truth in order to please men and yourself rather than pleasing God to whom you have made a commitment. Let us not forget that point to buy something we obtain it, we own it, and to some it has great value to us, and you are not looking to give it away. Proverbs twenty three twenty three tells us, buy the truth and sell it not. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. Amen. Folks, listen, if you know the truth and you toss it aside in exchange for anything else, you've sold out. So before we get into it today, let us pray. Father, thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you for saving us. In Jesus' name, thank you for giving us your word by which we can live by. You tell us, you tell us that your word is profitable. Second Timothy three sixteen to seventeen says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, 
thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Amen. Father, there is a cost we all must consider when we follow our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We have to seriously consider that following Christ and holding on to His truth will cost us everything in our lives. We don't compromise the truth. We don't water down the truth. And we most certainly do not give up the truth. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Lord says that He is the way, the truth, and the life. So we eagerly give those things up for the one who laid down his life for us. The Lord Jesus Christ, Father, says in Luke 14, starting at verse 26, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, in the sense of indifference to or relative disregard for them in comparison with his attitude toward God, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow after me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living and, if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me, cannot be my disciple. For which one of you, when he wants to build a watchtower for his guards, does not first sit down and calculate the cost? to see if he has enough to finish it. Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is unable to finish the building, all who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king when he sets out to meet another king in battle, will not first sit down and consider whether he is strong enough with 10,000 men to encounter the one who is coming against him with 20,000. Or else, if he feels he is not powerful enough while the other king is still a far distance away, he sends an envoy and asks for terms of peace. So then, none of you can be my disciple who does not carefully consider the cost and then for my sake give up all his own possessions. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this word that will go forth out to your people today. Father, I give you glory. I give you honor. 
I give you adoration and all of my praise of worship and obedience. I humbly ask for wisdom and discernment to teach today's lesson. May the eyes of our understanding be opened to what the Spirit of the living God has to say. May those who have ears, let them hear what the Spirit says today, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray Amen. Amen. All right, beloved. Like I said at the beginning, if you know the truth and you toss it aside in exchange for anything else, well, guess what? You have so you have sold out. Amen. So listen. Every true follower of the Lord Jesus Christ should understand that the truth costs. If you don't think so, make it your own. Value it, defend it, stand for it, and see if it doesn't cost. Before you are through, it may cost you far more than you had thought. And that is why Jesus said, in order to be his disciple, his follower, we must give considerable thought to what it means to follow the real Jesus Christ. You will lose friends, families, loved ones. In some cases, you may even lose your job or your very life. You want to know why? Jesus is truth. And he does not tolerate sin on any level. And with that being the case, we who follow Jesus, well, we too do not, thank you Holy Spirit, tolerate sin on any level. And so when we go out to preach this truth, not a lot of people want to hear this blunt truth that if you do not repent, if you don't stop sinning and turn from your evil, wicked, vile ways, you will go to a burning hell as you await final judgment. The world and your family who hates Jesus don't want to hear that. You will lose a lot of people in your life for Christ. Are you ready to do that? Are you ready to be the lone person in the room who stands up for truth? Of what God says about that topic. If you are amongst evil doers and they are all in agreement about a particular sin, now you know what the Word of God has to say about that lifestyle, those practices, 
and those words that these people are speaking and you say nothing because you don't want to rock the boat or you don't want to lose loved ones or you don't want to lose your job, well then who do you really love? Do you really stand for the truth or are you the ones who wants to be a jelly back? Hmm? Yeah, so that's why Jesus said that we must count the cost because our allegiance is to the one who shed blood for us. Our allegiance is not to our spouse, our parents, our children, our jobs, nor to ourselves. Our allegiance. Listen. If you have truly, sincerely repented of your sins and you have cried out to the living God to save you, well, guess what? You've made that commitment. Your allegiance belong to the one who died a horrific death on your behalf. Listen, Christ Jesus died for our sins on the cross. And he was buried. And on the third day, God raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus, by living a sinless and perfect life, defeated sin and death at the cross. He abolished the power and control that sin had over your entire life. And he defeated death by remaining alive still to this day. Sitting at the right hand of God the Father in heaven making intercessions for us. So our allegiance belong to him and to him only. Therefore, before You are through pledging your allegiance to the Lord. It is going to cost you far more than you had thought. Like what? Well, hours of ease and pleasure. Mm -hmm. Friends and money. Yes, the truth costs. Salvation is gloriously free. But the truth costs cost. That is, if you want it for yourself. Listen, many who know the truth won't buy it. They won't pay what it costs to say, listen, this is what I believe. This is my conviction. The truth isn't worth that much to them. Some people want to be a fan of Jesus. Few do not want to commit to being a follower of Jesus because being a follower of Jesus, it will put a target on your back. I'm telling you what I know. My hand is raised. People who you thought loved you unconditionally 
you will see a whole different side of them when you tell them they too must repent. They will start manifesting. And these are some that you have married, you have given birth to, they have given birth to you. These are people you thought were your friends that you once held near and dear to your heart. You start tapping on their sin and you will see the real them. So now what do you do with that? Do you back down off the truth? Do you now water it down saying, well, you know, God loves the sinner, but he hates their sin. No, you continue to stand on the truth that Jesus said, if you do not repent, you too shall all likewise perish. Are you willing to stand on the truth at all cost? Or are you the one who just want to go to church all you want to do is just tithe read your little bible do a couple of devotions every week and leave people alone as the saying goes live and let live Uh uh-uh jesus said that he did not come to bring peace but a sword but a sword he tells us that our enemies are the ones who are in our household and we cannot love them more than we love him. Does that mean that we suddenly hate them with malice? No, it simply means we love them less than we do Christ Jesus. No one should sit on the thrones of our hearts. Only Christ Jesus. Listen. Proverbs 23.23 God urges us by the truth. Not buy it if you can get it at a bargain. If the price is not too great. No. Buy the truth. That's what he said. Buy it at any price. It is worth far more than anything you can give in exchange for it. Folks, let me help you out. It is good for you to buy this truth. It is good for you to not sell out because of this truth. Listen. Many come to Christ for all kinds of reasons, right? Some come to what he has to offer, like miracles, uh, food, shelter, right? Perhaps money. Rarely do you find true believers who come to Christ Simply to get eternal life. Because eternal life means we must continually abide in Him. Getting to know the Father 
and getting to know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because he says that he and the Father will make an abode with us. They come to live on the inside of us. So therefore, our allegiance is to them. We do not live by the dictates of this flesh or by the will of mere mortals. Listen. And when we buy this truth, we sell it not. How many have bought the truth only to sell out again? For a while they valued and defended some God-given light from his word. But presently they sold it again for something that seemed more valuable. Perhaps it was peace with others, a position, or, or to be popular, or some other temporal gain. They still gave mental assent to it, but it formed no part of them. It was no longer a conviction. So, such should read again the Holy Spirit's counsel. Buy the truth and sell it not. He does not say, don't sell it unless you can get a good price for it. No, he says, sell it not. Sell it not at any price. Buy it, no matter what it costs. And when it is yours, do not sell it for any price or, or any other consideration. It is because the truth is so little valued in this indifferent age that many of God's people have become so spiritually powerless. They hold opinions instead of convictions because they have given the infallible, unchangeable word of God little place in their lives. God blesses and uses those who buy the truth and sell it not. Amen. So let me ask you, truth. What is truth? Because that is a question that Pilate posed to Jesus at his trial. Today, truth is in the mind of the one currently thinking. We live in a world, I'm sorry, yeah, we live in a world deeply affected by postmodern philosophy. This philosophy says that truth is whatever you want it to be. Each man's truth is his own and not to be frowned upon by anyone else's views. And that is why people say, let live. No, 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 no. Live and let live. Meaning, just because you believe something, you should not bash someone else for believing in what they believe. Well, we all know that's carnal thinking, right? 
each man, each man's truth is his own and not to be frowned upon by anyone else's views. If you are of that mindset, you cannot possibly be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ because anybody's views that opposes God's, they are in line of hell's fire. And if you have been truly born again, well, we are commanded to pull as many sticks from the fire. So our views change. And this comes with the cost of following Jesus. No longer do we think like the world. Because this world, if you are not rooted and grounded in God's truth, you will be led astray and you will fall away. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because the flesh man does not want to be the odd man out. The flesh man wants to go along to get along. And then when he gets quiet, alone, away from peering eyes, then he wants to turn to the Bible and now study without scrutiny or without, quote unquote, judging anybody. Folks, you may need to reexamine where you are in the faith because our minds are to be constantly renewing to the things of God, finding out what pleases Him, following and adhering to the teachings of Christ Jesus. We no longer think like the pagans. We don't chase after those things that concern our lives. So listen. The Bible is God's revelation of himself. And as the author himself is true, so anything he does to reveal himself is truth by the very nature that he has said it. This places the follower of Jesus' worldview at odds with the current views of of postmodern truth and tolerance. In the end, though, everyone functions on the basis of truth. This is especially this is especially the truth when we die and face God in judgment. We might be able to deceive ourselves that whatever we want to believe is truth, but in the end, all men will stand before God and give an account of themselves to him. In that day, in that day, there will only be one so-called version of the truth. God's. Folks, please remember what the Bible tells us. We will be judged by every deed, by every action we have done in this body, whether good or bad. Listen to this. 
Revelation 2.23 says, Jesus was saying, And I will kill her children, followers, with pestilence, thoroughly annihilating them, and all the churches will know without any doubt that I am he who searches the minds and hearts, the innermost thoughts, purposes, and I will give to each one of you a reward or punishment according to your deeds. Amen. Proverbs twenty four twelve tells us, If you claim ignorance and say, See, we did not know this. Does he not consider it who weighs and examines the hearts and their motives? And does he not know it who guards your life and keeps your soul? And will he not repay you and every man according to his works? So folks, we have to be so careful how we hold on to this truth. This evil, wicked world will have you to believe that the truth is whatever you say it is. For some, the truth is this. For others, the truth is that. And that we as humans have a right to believe whatever we want to believe and it is not your position to tell anybody what they should should and should not believe. That's the world's motto. Christ Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. The world will have you to believe there are many ways to get to God and that Christ Jesus is one of the many, but he is not the only way. So, whose truth are you going to believe? Because Proverbs tells us to buy truth and do not sell it. This world, since it is fallen, is not big on truth. And that's obvious. Romans chapter 1 says that mankind rejects God and chooses instead to make gods of their own, deceiving themselves in the process. <clears throat> Excuse me. The God, little g, of this world, Satan, is a liar and the father of lies. The truth is not in him. Therefore, the world the world system in which we presently live in is far more based on lies than on truth. And that we know. Well, the Bible told us, right, in these last days that people will call evil good and good evil. That is how we know we are in the last days. Whenever we encounter truth, 
We need to buy it, cling to it, own it, grab it, and not sell it. Those terms, buy and sell, are terms that are used in stock and investments. The only reason you will buy and not sell something is because it is constantly increasing in value. The longer you hold it, the wealthier you become. And according to scripture here, right, Proverbs Proverbs 23, 23, you want to buy truth whenever you can and hold it forever because it will not, because it will only make you richer every day you have it. Listen, the word of God is truth. That's the truth we hold on to. We don't hold on to our own opinions, our own rationales, our own justifications, justifications, nor do we hold on to anyone else's. Why? Thank you, Holy Spirit, because mankind is fallible. <clears throat> what little truth that we may have obtained, it is fallible at best. It is up for interpretation. It is up for debate. It is up for discussion. Only the word of God, only the word of God is truth. And whatever the Lord says, we can take it to the bank. Well, some people may say, well, how do we know what Jesus is saying is the truth? That's your problem right there. You don't believe. That is why you must be born again. Because otherwise, you will not understand anything in the scriptures. You will know why? These words are true. And they need to be spiritually discerned. That means you must have God's Holy Spirit in you to give you illumination into what God is saying. The Bible tells us the natural man, when he hears this truth, is foolishness to them. Why? Because they don't have God's Spirit. You cannot pick up the Bible in your, in your sinful, unrepented way and expect to understand what you are reading. Some of it, you may have a mental assent as to what it, I mean, what you are reading. Obviously, we all have a brain and we can put two words together and understand a sentence and paragraph. You will not be able to apply the wisdom that you are reading to your life because your spirit on the inside is dead. And unless it is born again from above, from the Holy Spirit, you will not be able to apply, apply what you are reading to your life. You cannot take God's instruction and 
and apply it to your life. Why? Because to the natural man, it doesn't make any sense that we are to love our enemies. It doesn't make sense to the natural carnal man that we should not gloat when our enemies fall into disaster. It doesn't make sense to a person who has been living their lives full of sin up to their eyeballs to now have to put it all away and follow someone they can't see. It doesn't make sense to them. If they can't see it, then they don't believe it. But once you are born again, oh, everything that God says makes absolute, complete sense. And you think to yourself, how did I miss this? How is it that I did not understand that I have been set free from sin's control and that I am no longer a slave monkey to the devil? How did I miss this? You want to know how you missed it? Because you didn't have God's spirit to confirm to your born-again spirit that you are a child of God. You now live differently. So that truth that we now have, guard it with your life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's why we must guard this heart, right? That spirit man. All that truth we now have living on the inside of us because Jesus is truth. He told us that. So, and we know from the Bible that he is the word of God, right? So all that truth that's now living on the inside of us, well, we guard it. Why? Because the issues of our life pours out of our spirits, our hearts. So... If we are just letting all kind of sin continue to come in, we find ourselves compromising with, with this world. We, we know what the, what the Lord says about sin and that how the unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom. And we tell nobody this truth because we don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to lose friends and families, and we don't want to be the black sheep of the family. Mm -mm. You have sold out. So what does the Bible say about the word of God being truth? Well, Jesus said in John 17, 17, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Psalm, excuse me, Psalms 119-160 says, The entirety of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. Amen. Proverbs 35-6 says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. Amen. John 8, 31 to 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews 
who believe him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Amen. John eight forty five. Because I tell the truth, you do not believe me, Jesus said. John fourteen six. Here we go. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. Psalms 18.30 As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in Him. Amen. Psalms 119.105 Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Amen. Psalms 119.142 Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness. Your, your law is truth. Amen. Matthew 4.4 4. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen. Folks, we are going over scripture to see that God's word is the truth. And we can stand on this truth in every facet of our lives. And not only that, we can speak this truth to the ungodly, no matter what their response is. Because Jesus said, okay, not everybody is going to accept his message. And he told us what to do with rejection. Well, namely two things. One, in Proverbs, right? We are not to cast our pearls to swine because a, a pig don't know what to do with a precious jewel. They would trample on it and then turn around and trample you too, right? And then he tells us in the gospel, in the gospels, to shake the dust off your feet. Okay. We don't have to worry about our enemies. The Lord will deal with his enemies. So if anybody does not accept this message of the truth, move on. Tell them once, maybe tell them twice. But then after that, move on. They will curse you out. So so you don't want to get all wrapped up in your feelings because this is emotional to us. We know what it was, how we once lived. We were filthy, wretched sinners on our way to a burning hell as we await final judgment. So we cry aloud and spare not to tell others that you are going the wrong way. And if you don't turn around, if you don't change the way you think, you ain't going to make it. 
And a lot of people don't want to hear that because they believe they are good people. And when we tell them, no, you're not. None of us are. Romans 3 tells us there is not one single person that is good. Amen. So, Jesus will deal with his enemies. So, don't sell out the truth that you know. Listen, okay? No, we don't want to see our children go to hell. No, we don't want to see our parents go to hell, our, our relatives, our friends, co-workers, and strangers. But guess what? Once they are at the age of accountability, they will have to give an account to the Lord on judgment day for themselves too. It's nothing else <clears throat> more than you can do because some plant, some water, but it is God who gives the increase. And if they are foolish enough to stand on worldly truth that they can get to heaven by doing good works or whatever high sounding nonsense and philosophy this world tries to shovel down our throats, then it is on them. The Lord said he will judge every man according to their works. Whether it be good or bad, everybody will receive and reward. So, John 6, John 6, 63. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Amen. John fourteen ten. Jesus was saying, do, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work, does the works. Amen. Second Thessalonians 2, 9 through 10. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Amen. Folks, once the Antichrist comes on the world scene, those who reject Jesus, those who reject the truth, God will turn them over to this great deception. Why? Because they did not love the truth. This truth can save you, but they chose not to receive it. Okay. 1 Timothy 6.20 Oh, Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust, avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. Amen. 2 Timothy 3.16 All scripture, all of it, 
is given by inspiration of God. And it is profitable for what? Doctrine, reproof, correction, and for instruction in righteousness. Amen. We need God's word to to teach us how to live in righteousness, to provide for us, excuse me, sound doctrine, okay, and to correct us and rebuke us if necessary. 1 John 1, 5 through 8 says, This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness and we lie, no, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ. His son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Amen. So therefore, if you are in willful, unconfessed sin, you ain't you ain't even thinking about repenting and you call yourself a child of God. Well, guess what? His word of truth is not in you and you are a liar. That's what the word just said. Amen. Look, let me give you one more. First John 2.21 I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Amen. So, let us read the proverb again in closing. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. Amen. We are to buy truth, wisdom, instruction, and understanding, and we are not to give these things up. No matter what is going on in your life, if this means you have to take the L, then take the L. Do not turn your back on Jesus. Do not trample over the truth because you want to look good in someone else's eye. Listen, being in this kingdom, preaching the real gospel, okay? Because the real gospel, is it is going to cut men to the heart. If what you are preaching do not cut people to the heart, then you are not preaching the true gospel. Because when Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and preached the gospel, the people were pricked in their hearts. Study Acts chapter 2. The people wanted to know what must we do to be saved. 
So what gospel are you preaching? What gospel are you living? Because that gospel should constantly be pricking your heart to make sure you are in the faith. How are you truly living? Are you compromising the truth? Are you bending the truth? Are you tolerating evil? Are you tolerating those who committed and you say nothing because you want to live and let live? Uh-uh. Listen, right, Holy Spirit, because when you meet the true and living God, you cannot help but to talk about him. When you meet the real Jesus Christ. Okay, not this fake phony Christmas baby Jesus, not this fake phony Easter pagan Jesus hanging on a cross. I'm not talking about him because Jesus said that in in the last days before he comes, there will be many false messiahs. No, I'm talking to the one who said, repent and believe. For the kingdom of God is at hand. I'm talking about that Jesus. When you meet that Jesus, all you want to do is help him in the recovery mission of the lost. Snatching as many sticks from the fire. And you will make absolutely no apology for the message. The message stands. The unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Sinners will not go to heaven unless they repent. And you don't change that message. That's the only message we have. Our message is not to live your best life ever. The message is not that God wants you to be rich healthy, wealthy, and wise. That is not the message of the Bible. And no, pastor, the word of God is not profitable for wealth. (laughs) No, it is not. I hate to break it to you, but you are a liar and a stumbling block. You do not tell people That if they bring God money, he is going to bless them. And if you remain poor, that's because you have no faith. How dare you? How dare you tell anybody? How dare you tell anybody they don't have faith just because they are not bringing you their money? I'm telling you, these people are reprobates. Some have an opportunity still to repent, to turn from their ill-gotten, gainful ways. But a lot of them, God has already dealt with them. They are reprobates, and they will meet their end. Lord, have mercy. So... In closing, okay, God wants us to gain wisdom and instruction and understanding. Getting wisdom means getting an idea of how God views things, okay? We read in the Bible what God hates 
and what he loves. Getting instruction means being open and teachable. So God can teach us at any time through anything that he does. It also means coming to God's word to learn and to be instructed by him. Folks, we cannot be in pride to think that we have arrived and we don't need any more instruction. Folks, let me tell you something. We will never stop learning. Even in the new kingdom, Christ Jesus will still be teaching. Amen. Listen. It's so much I can say about that. So much. Listen. Getting understanding means that we take the wisdom and instruction that we obtain and we learn how to apply it to how we live each and every day. Listen, we learn how to walk with the word that we read and and to understand and discern the difference between good and evil. Evil between what is God and what is not God in this world and in our lives. Amen. Listen, it is vital that we take the time that we have here on earth and apply it to knowing God. You want to know why? Hmm. Second Thessalonians 1, 8 through 9. Folks, listen. This... Sorry about that. I muted my mic. Listen, folks. There is a penalty for not knowing God. Okay. In flaming fire. Because verse 7 was closing out by saying, When Jesus comes with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God. God will take vengeance on them who do not know him. Now, it's not that they do don't know him they don't want to know him even though that God has put it in nature who he is he has also put it into the consciences of every single person born Romans 1 tells us that mankind suppressed the truth of who God really is and they turned around and idolized the creature rather than the creator who is worthy to be praised amen well if so facto there's a penalty for suppressing that truth and not knowing God well in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel. So how do you obey not the gospel? You reject it. You say no to Jesus. John 3, 16. Everybody loves that verse. But what about verses 18, 19 and the tail end of verse 17? Because there it tells us, 
people who love their evil, wicked ways more hate Jesus. They are not coming to the light. Jesus says that he is the light. Over there in John 7, 7, Jesus says that people hate him because he exposes their evil, wicked ways. So, they rather have their evil, wicked ways, their twisted truth. They rather have that than coming to Christ so that they may be saved. But, oh, no, no. Well, here we go. They obey not the gospel. Again, this is 2 Thessalonians 1, 8 through 9, right? They obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished. Folks, the Bible is telling us this awesome truth right here. You obey not the gospel. You deny who God is. You don't want to know him. Well, guess what? You will be punished, punished for that. Well, that's not fair. I should, I should have the opportunity to believe in whom and what I want to believe. Well, guess what? That's pride and God hates that. That is what got Satan kicked out of heaven. I this, I that, I this, my rights, my rights. Listen, it is not going to pan out for you in flaming fire. Listen, verse 9. Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power? Amen. And that is the absolute truth. And we are not coming off this truth just to please you and make you feel good about your sin. Absolutely not. We are not sellouts. And right, Holy Spirit. And that's what happens when a person who preaches and teaches, teaches on God, God's word, when they sell out, they become apostate. They have fallen away from this truth. All what they have known to be the truth of what Jesus taught, what the Father has taught, what, what the prophets had to say, and what the apostles have to say. They held on to it. But what happened? They got corrupt. They got offended somewhere along the way. They put their eyes back on the world. They put their eyes back on the money God mammon. And so they left the truth and ran toward the lie that if you bring God some money, oh, he is going to bless you. Meanwhile, God never gets the money. He don't never get the coin. Not at all. Who gets the coin is the apostate preacher. He's the one. And how do we know this? Well, look at his lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Look at his braggadocious lifestyle. He's the one with the Rolls Royces and the Bentleys and the Mercedes and the high-end SUVs. He's the one with the multi-million dollar mansions 
airports, fleets of cars, fleets of jets, money in the bank. I'm talking about 30, 40, 50, 60, almost a billion dollars of your money sitting in the bank. And they would tell you to your face, the reason why you don't have what I have is because you have little faith. So continue to tithe, keep tithing no matter what, just keep on doing it. And one day you too shall be blessed. Listen, folks, they are liars complete utter fools and liars amen don't believe the hype listen you stand on god's word god says that you are to give with a willing and cheerful heart as he prospers you then give more okay out of your heart jesus praised that old woman who gave all she had two pennies Versus all of those other self-righteous people coming through the uh, synagogue just rolling off money. Just making it rain over there. But that woman, she gave out of her faith. And she was greatly praised by the Lord. Amen. Listen, don't make anybody in anyone's fellowship make you feel bad about the amount of money you give. Amen. So listen, like I was saying, and then I'm going to let you go. It is vital that we take the time that we have here on the earth and apply it to knowing God. As we know him, walking with him in wisdom throughout our days. The benefit to knowing truth, buying it, and getting wisdom, instruction, and understanding is that we learn to live for the things that truly matter. We also learn to steer clear of things that will harm us in the end. That way, at the close of our lives, we will not spend our time in hell regretting the things we've done and regretting the way that we lived our lives. Because friends, like I said, there is an eternal consequence for not knowing God and not obeying the gospel. Amen. Amen. Father, we lift up holy hands, Father. What an awesome teaching today, Father. We all have learned something so valuable today. We are to buy the truth and sell it not. We are to continue to stand on the truth of the word of God and do not back down from it, no matter what the cost is. We gave our lives to Christ, therefore we follow his teachings. We follow what he says is the truth. We follow what we know from your word, what displeases you, and what honors you, and we do that. We no longer go back to this world. 
So if that means we must cut off families and friends and keep people at arm's distance, then so be it. Because at the end of the day, we will give an account for this life that we lived. And no one, no one will stand with us when we stand before the judge, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords on Judgment Day to get the reward for how we lived while we were in this body suit. Have mercy, Father. Have mercy on us all. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. Well, there we have it. Buy the truth and sell it not. Don't waver. Don't don't shake off from the truth. You stand your ground. Amen. Stand firm. And then having stand Stand firm some more. Put on the full armor of God. Do not, do not, do not give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. You give up on him today, he will give up on you on the day of judgment. Where your name will not be found written in the Lamb's book of life. He will deny you before his father and his angels if you deny him today. Do not be mistaken. Do not be misled. The unrighteous, the unrepentant, the unbelieving, all liars, all murderers, all fornicators, all adulterers, all homosexuals, and all thieves, and all swindlers will not inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. And Lord willing, until next time, I shall be speaking to you all soon. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.